to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm so excited for today's conversation. I know I say that every time, but it's because I am, and I just love this podcast community so much. First of all, before we get into it, I just need to thank all of you who have been messaging me and telling me whether you've been listening for a while and you finally reached out to let me know, or you just found the podcast and you're binging it. I just love hearing from you, love knowing what's going on in your world, and actually like connecting the dots of people who are actually listening to it, because right now I'm sitting by myself recording this and I can't actually see who you are. So it's really nice when you message me. So I so appreciate that. Um, so today's conversation, I recently on Instagram, which if we're not friends over there, come hang out with me at Corinne Angelica, but I recently put up a Q and a box and I was like, ask me anything, like what's on your mind. And one of these, this is one of the questions that came up and it was a really good one. So I'm like, okay, let me just record a podcast episode about it. So her question was, I have a normal period and I'm confirming ovulation, but I'm still not pregnant. What's like, what's some advice that you could give me? So that is what we're really going to be talking about today. Obviously, I don't have much information based off of just what she said, which just saying she has a normal period, which what does that mean? We're going to get into that and confirming ovulation. I'm hoping she's confirming ovulation. Okay. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sorry that I keep touching my eye, but my eyelashes keep sticking together and it's very irritating. We're just going to move on, move right along. Okay. Anyway, so obviously when someone says a normal period, what does that actually mean? Does that just mean that it's regular? Does that mean that it comes every 25 to 35 days. Like, what does that actually mean? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about confirming ovulation. And then we're going to talk about five specific things I want you to look at. If you were in this space and you're like, my period is regular, I'm confirming my ovulation, but I'm still not getting pregnant. Of course, you're not a private client of mine, unless you are, you're listening to this. But so I don't know like this specific. So we're talking in like a general sense, but a lot of things like this is what I am always trying to get across with hormones is that it's really not that difficult to really balance out your hormones. Like there are specific things that we could do that give you the direct result that you want by just optimizing certain functions in your body, no matter what your imbalance is. So that's like kind of the angle that we're taking this today. So number one thing to look at are, are there symptoms around your period? Because a normal period could mean something very different to one person than it means to somebody else. You thinking that you have a normal period might not be what I consider a normal period. So what you really want to look for in your period is that it is consistent and it's regular, meaning it comes every 25 to 35 days. Some people say a regular cycle could be anywhere from 21 to 35 days, but I really prefer my clients to be in that 25 to 35 day window because 21 days, every 21 days is a little too short for me. You're probably not having really strong, uh, like a longer luteal phase or maybe not having a strong follicular phase. So like I really prefer the 25 to 35 day range, but the 
point is that it's coming consistently. It's like, it's coming every 26 days, give or take, or it's like, it's like 26 day cycle, then a 28 day cycle, then a 25 day cycle, then a 27 day cycle. Like give or take a few days is totally fine. Or you're like consistently 33 days or 34 days or 35 days or 32 days. Like it's very consistent, give or take a couple days. It doesn't have to be exact 28 day cycle every single month or exact 30 day cycle every single month. It could give or take a couple days. Okay. So you want to look at that. You want to look at the symptoms that are actually around your period and what your period looks like. I did a podcast episode way early on in the podcast about the different colors of your period and the different consistencies of your period and what that could pinpoint back to in different imbalances. So I'll link that below. I mean, this might have been like, I don't even know, maybe the fourth or fifth episode I ever did. Like it was super early on. So I'll link it back. But What you want to look for when we're talking about symptoms around your period, aside from the color and the consistency, is are you experiencing any PMS? Maybe any spotting before your period, whether that's brown spotting or light pink spotting before you get your full bleed. Are you having any like sore boobs where they hurt, Um, water retention, cravings, cramps, migraines, fatigue, acne, like any of those symptoms that are surrounding your period, just because you might be getting your period regularly. If you're having some of these symptoms around your period, that is pointing back to imbalances. So it's really important to know that just because you might be getting it at the same time every month, it doesn't mean that it's quote unquote normal or that it's a like, well, there's no such thing as a perfect period, number one, but that doesn't mean that there aren't imbalances present. So all these imbalances that I talked about can be linked back to a root cause. I actually have a free training if you don't know about it. It's called Signs of Hormonal Imbalances, Root Causes, and Three Steps to Begin Healing. I'll put the link in the show notes for you if you haven't already listened to it. It's one training and it talks about all the different signs and symptoms of hormonal imbalances, the root causes of them, and how you can start healing. So definitely recommend checking that out because that's kind of what we're talking about right now. But for example, if you do have PMS, if you do have brown spotting before your period, if you do have, um, you know, you're feeling like you maybe have that water retention or those, that breast tenderness, you could have low progesterone in relation to your estrogen. Um, that could be a a sign of, that could be what the what not what the root cause is. That could be what the hormone imbalance is. And the root cause could then be blood sugar dysregulation. It could be inflammation. We're going to talk about that at the end of this episode. But that's what I would look at. So just because you might be getting your period consistently doesn't mean that it's ideal. So look at the symptoms that are around it, as well as the actual consistency of it, which I'll link that podcast episode below. So the color of it, is it really clotty? Like, do you have a lot of clots that are bigger than one inch? Um, is it super, super heavy? Is it like that dark purple color? Is it brown? Is it really, really light where you're only bleeding for like a day or two? Like these are all things that are letting us know that there are imbalances present. Okay. So I want you to look at that. And that goes with, it's, this isn't really number two. This is part of number one with the symptoms around your period, but looking at your progesterone levels, having some of these signs, like we talked about, you know, spotting, having a short luteal phase, a luteal phase that's less than 10 days, um, having PMS, this could be a sign that you have low progesterone levels and progesterone, like we talk about literally all the time, cause it's so important is a sex hormone that it, that holds onto and nourishes a pregnancy. It does so many other things in your body, but we're talking specifically about fertility in this episode episode. So if your progesterone levels are low, then that's letting you know that you're not going to be able to hold on to a nourish a pregnancy. So if you are experiencing some of those symptoms, like a short luteal phase, spotting PMS, 
that could be a sign that you're not having strong ovulation. If you are in fact confirming ovulation with your basal body temperature, with your cervical positioning, like that is how we have to confirm it. Not just with an app, not just with LH strips that does not confirm ovulation. I have another episode on that, but if you are in fact confirming ovulation, but you're having some low progesterone symptoms, then you might just not be having strong ovulation or you are draining your progesterone levels and lowering your progesterone levels by not properly supporting your luteal phase. So I have a few podcast episodes on progesterone specifically that I'll link below as well. But those are the things, that's the number one thing that I would look at. Symptoms around your period, and if any of those are pointing back to low progesterone levels, where that can be coming from. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is improving your egg quality with proper supplementation and nutrient-dense foods. So again, it's it's never just one thing, and I don't know if this woman who asked is taking proper supplementation or what her deal is, but we have to make sure that we are supplementing properly, not only so that we can ovulate, which she says that she is ovulating, so okay, that's great, but also so we can have high egg quality, so we can have strong ovulation, so we can have have great cervical mucus production so we can pass on a ton of nutrients to the baby. Because the thing is, we need a specific amount of nutrients just for our body to function from day-to-day life. Your like sex, uh, not sex organ, your reproductive organs, sex organs, same things. Your reproductive system is not something that's vital to our survival. So if we're not having enough nutrient density with proper supplementation and therapeutic range with nutrient dense foods, our body's going to take whatever nutrients we do get and it's going to allocate it to things that we literally need to survive. Like our heart, breathing, our lungs, like literally things that we need just to survive on a day to day basis. That's where those nutrients are going to go to. It's not going to go to improving your egg quality, making sure your cervical mucus is good. Like it's not going to go to all of that unless we have a therapeutic range where meaning there's an overflow, an abundance of nutrients to go around. So that is what we really need to look into. Again, I have other episodes on supplementation with prenatals I recommend. I have a training on that. All the links for that will be below, but that is really, really important for improving your egg quality. Aside from like taking a high quality prenatal and an omega and a vitamin D3 and all those supplements I recommend, uh, CoQ10 and quercetin can be really helpful for egg quality. Um, Needed is my absolute favorite brand for supplementation for prenatals and all of that stuff. Again, I have an episode on that too, so you could go check it out, but really making sure that you are doing that. Again, I personally believe from a, from, that's from a supplement perspective, from a food perspective, I really believe that obviously a mostly plant, if you've been here for a while, you know that I'm plant-based and a mostly plant-based diet is like one of the most nutrient rich things you could do for your body. And just like addressing the root cause and the processes that we're going to talk about at the end in your body that need to be functioning, functioning optimally for your hormones to be functioning optimally as well. Once you're doing that, your egg quality is going to improve. And we're going to talk about those root causes at the end. But again, that's also in that free training. So you can go back and you could get that too. So that's number two. Number one is looking at the symptoms around your period and your progesterone levels. Number two is improving your egg quality with proper supplementation and nutrient-dense foods. How can you have more whole foods? How can you focus on dark leafy greens and legumes and things that are nutrient-dense instead of more processed foods, things like that, which if you're listening to this, you might already be doing that too. Okay, so these are just things like maybe you're doing some of these things, maybe you're not doing some of them. Just like look at what you are doing and you know shift accordingly. 
Okay, like I mentioned in this episode, my absolute favorite, favorite die-hard brand for all things prenatal supplementation is Needed. And I personally have been using these for almost a year now. At the time of this recording, I'm 28 weeks pregnant. Um, and I do recommend taking supplementation for prenatal for pregnancy at least six months before getting pregnant. But Needed is my absolute favorite brand. I was using other brands before this, like Pure Encapsulations and Thorn, and they're great too. Um, but honestly, there are a lot of things that I realized once I found needed that those two brands were just lacking in the, the way, the quality of it, the way that they were pairing certain things together needed is just literally blown my mind and completely exceeded my expectations. And I am extremely particular about the supplements that I take and recommend to my clients. Obviously I would never be talking to you about something that I don't personally use in my body or recommend to my clients. That's just not my vibe. So, you know, know if I'm taking it, you know, it's backed by me. They have the most therapeutic range of nutrients. Uh, They really do a lot of education on their website, which I love. I love that their iron is separate from their prenatal for better absorbency. They're all of the forms of the actual nutrients are forms that your body can actually absorb because there are certain forms of nutrients that your body does not absorb very well that are in a lot of other brands. This one is not like that. They're super absorbable. There are no fillers. There are no food dyes and all this shitty oils and all that stuff that comes in a lot of prenatals. They are so freaking amazing. They have a lot of other supplements too, like the omegas. They have prebiotic and probiotic for pregnancy. This is for when you're preparing for pregnancy, during pregnancy, postpartum, like go check them out. This is needed.com. The link will be in the show notes. If you use code Corinne at checkout, you could get a discount. Um, there's, they have plans for each trimester. They educate you on the actual iron levels that can be needed for you needed. Hence the name of it. Um, during different trimesters of your pregnancy, you know, based off of your lab results, or even if you didn't get lab results, like I'm just so, so, so obsessed with this brand. They also have powdered forms. So if you don't like taking supplements, like you could do the powdered form, go check them out. I promise you, you're going to feel a difference. I felt a difference in my body when I switched from the prenatal I was taking to this one. Um, we also, uh, interviewed the, one of the co-founders and CEOs of this brand on the, on the, uh, podcast. So I will link that below too, if you want to check that episode out and just like how, really particular they are about everything. Like, oh, I just love them so much. So go to thisisneeded.com, use code Corinna at checkout for a discount. If you have any questions, please let me know. Um, and I just can't wait for you to try them because we really need to be taking proper supplementation, especially when it comes to our fertility and our pregnancy. And this is the brand I 100% believe in and trust. All right. That's number two. Number three are your stress levels. And nobody likes to hear this because it's something that's not tangible. It's not something you could eat. It's not a, it's not a supplement you could take. It's, it's something that you actually have to shift doing things in your day to day life. You have to shift how you're handling things. You have to add in practices that might be really uncomfortable because it involves you to slow down and you might not want to slow down and you might not want to hear your thoughts and you might not want to admit that you are maybe not, uh, supporting yourself as much as you really could be to be handling all the things that you're handling in your life. So especially if you are someone who's listening to this, which you obviously are for listening to this episode, well, not obviously, maybe you're just listening to it to get the information. But if you're someone who's been trying to conceive for months or years at a time, 
Of course, that comes with stress and trauma, especially if there's been miscarriages in there and all of that. So I'm not telling you that you're not going to be stressed out. I'm not telling you to just like completely avoid all stress and just like, you know, whatever, throw your life away, just like forget everything. Like obviously that's not going to happen, but you need to ask yourself, are you actually incorporating practices that are nourishing your nervous system on a daily basis? I just did on, if you listen to Tuesday's podcast episode, I talked about eight simple things that you could do in your day to day to support your nervous system. So if you didn't listen to that yet, go back to it. Um, cause it's really, really simple things that you could do in your day to day. Cause the, the point isn't to just get rid of stress in your life. Cause that's just not going to happen. So that's a waste of time. It's about actually doing things in your day to day. That's going to help you better handle it. Um, because you cannot get pregnant if your body doesn't feel safe. And if your nervous system is jacked up, that means that your body does not feel safe. Okay. Cause that's what our nervous system is. It's always protecting us. So we have to be doing things that are continuously letting our body know like, okay, we're safe. We're good. We're calm. Everything's okay. Cause it will not get pregnant and hold on to a pregnancy if it feels like it's constantly threatened. If it feels like it's constantly in fight or flight mode, because your body is super freaking smart. And it's like, holy shit, she's under a lot of stress right now. There's a lot going on. This obviously is not a great time for her to have a baby. And some people might be listening and being like, I was extremely stressed out when I got pregnant. Obviously things happen. But if you are somebody who has been trying to conceive and this isn't something you're prioritizing, I really would highly suggest prioritizing this and just, again, adding in practices that help release and reduce the stress and the trauma that you're experiencing just from trying to conceive for a really long time, from living in day-to-day life, from, you know, dealing with work and maybe you have other kids or your partner, your family, like whatever it is, just life in general, adulting can be stressful. So what can you add in? Obviously, I'm not going to go through all the steps because I just did that in another episode. So just go back to Tuesday's episode. We'll link that below too. So you can get some ideas and things that you could start incorporating in. Okay. So that's number three. Number four, which is so important, all of these are important, but number four is your partner's sperm quality. Now it takes two to freaking tango. And I talk about this all the time because when women are struggling to get pregnant, the first thing that everyone always looks at is, is her. What is she doing wrong? What could she do more of? What's wrong with her body? Like, is she broken? What's happening? But newsflash, you need high quality sperm to actually get pregnant. It's not just about the woman. Obviously we have a lot more work to do after the actual conception happens. Like, you know, carrying the child, birthing the child, feeding the child with our body if you do choose to breastfeed, but you still need high quality sperm. And the issue is just like I talk about all the time with the issue of normal blood work on like our levels, like when you get your hormone levels tested, the same thing goes for sperm quality. So when you are getting, you know, if your husband or or your partner or whoever it is, if you do have a male partner, if he has gotten his sperm checked out and you're like, no, no, we got his sperm checked out. It's all good. Like his levels are normal. Like they're in the normal ranges. The normal ranges are normal for if you are someone who is going to be getting IVF or something like that. They're literally the bare minimum levels that are suitable for potentially having a successful IVF transfer. They are not optimal ranges for, you know, improving that transfer if you are going the IVF route or for natural conception. Just like the normal ranges for your hormone levels are not optimal by any way, shape, or form. The ranges are completely ridiculous that they have and it just leads to so many different problems. So just because, again, it might say that his um, sperm quality is normal doesn't mean that it actually is optimal. So making sure that he's doing all the things that you are doing as well, again, if you are in a male-female partnership. 
I have another episode on um, male fertility, so you could check that out as well, but highly recommend they take supplements. They're incorporating nutrient-dense foods. They're moving their body. Like all the same things that you're doing goes for him as well, okay? Because again, it takes two to tango, so he's got to get on board, but you can listen to that um, sperm, improving sperm quality episode if you want to check that out. So that is number four. And then the last one is your cervical mucus production and actually having sex at the right time. And this sounds so simple, but so many people do not have sex at the right time to get pregnant. Because number one, we were never taught when our fertile window is. We were just told, oh, you can just get pregnant whenever. You can't get pregnant whenever. You could only get pregnant five to six days out of the month. And also a lot of people are using apps and LH strips to track their ovulation. And they're having sex when they see that their LH levels, which is your luteinizing hormone when that increases. That is not always accurate of letting you know that that that's the best time for you to have sex. A lot of times that happens just like right before you're going to ovulate. So you could have been missing out on so many days of high quality cervical mucus production that is actually your most fertile time to get pregnant. So you want to look for that raw egg white consistency cervical mucus and that's when you actually want to get pregnant. And also just looking at are you having raw egg white consistency cervical mucus production or are you not? Because that's another sign. If you're not having that raw egg white consistency cervical mucus production for at least a day, I would like like it to really be like two to three days, but at least for one day, then that is another sign that you could have an imbalance. Maybe you have low estrogen levels. That's usually what it points back to because estrogen is what produces your cervical mucus. Um, I'll link another episode below where I talk about your fertile window if you want to get more into it if you've missed that. But that is extremely important of actually having sex at the right time and having sex when your cervical mucus is at its most fertile and most like peak time instead of waiting for an LH strip or just using LH strip for confirmation that you're going to possibly be ovulating. Like it's just not, not supportive at all or using an app. Like please just use your biomarkers. That is why our body does what it does. So it lets you know, like it is go time. Okay. All right. So those are the five things your symptoms around your period, making sure your progesterone levels are intact, improving your egg quality with proper supplementation and nutrient-dense foods, the stress levels that you're experiencing, what practices are you having in place, like really take a good hard look at this and get super honest with yourself about where your nervous system is at, how stressed out you are, does your body feel safe, like this is what takes... This is the hardest, honestly, that changing your food, adding supplementation like that to me is so much easier than actually changing like how you're thinking, how you're handling situations like that's what's really hard, but that's also what's really required for you to improve your fertility. Um, Checking out your partner's sperm quality and what they are doing in the day to day and making sure you're having sex when you're fertile and you're checking out your cervical mucus production. Now, overall, what I want to leave you with is what really needs to be focused on like for an in just like a general sense are the major root causes of all hormonal imbalances that I am constantly talking about and I will constantly talk about them because this is the method to balancing out your hormones no matter what your imbalance is you need to have nutrient density your blood sugar has to be balanced out you have to have good inflammation levels meaning your inflammation is low you don't have high inflammation and that your gut is intact your nervous system needs to be regulated and your liver needs to be optimized so that it is properly processing out all the junk all the excess hormones all the metabolic waste all of those things 
If these processes are not functioning optimally, you are going to have imbalances. It is as simple and easy as that. And once you start working on each of these processes one at a time, everything is going to improve. Honestly, if you just work on one of these things, it's going to improve every single other area because everything in your body is connected. So it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. It doesn't, you don't have to do 700 different things to balance your hormones out. You have to just focus on your nutrient density, your blood sugar, your nervous system, your inflammation, your liver. And you're, if you're like, Corinne, that's so many things. Focus on just one of them. Get that going and it's going to improve every other area and then you can move on from there. This is literally the mind your hormones method. Okay. And I talk about it all the time because that's how important it is. And that's how effective it is. Because if you are nourishing these areas, your period will regulate out. Your fertility will improve. Your energy will improve. Your body's just going to function more optimally. It's, this is just how it has to be. So I will put the link for the Mind Your Hormones Method below if you have, if you've never heard of it or if you have heard of it and you're like, okay, now I'm ready. There's different spots to come in. You could come in and just get the curriculum. You could come in and get group coaching. You could come in and get one-on-one time with me. Like there's so many different options for you. It is so powerful. If you have been trying for a really long time, highly recommend working with someone. If it's not me, totally fine. Find someone that you vibe with, but I don't want you to keep spinning your wheels and doing the same thing over and over and over and over thinking that you're going to get a different result because that is just adding to the stress that you already have. And it's like literally the definition of insanity. So that link will be below. I'm also going to put the link to all the episodes that we talked about today, as well as that free training. If you want to check that out too, um, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Please let me know if this episode was helpful for you. If you have been trying for a while, I just want to give you a huge hug, um, and just tell you to keep going. There is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to get down to the reason of why your fertility is compromised in the first place. I personally don't believe in infertility. Um, I don't like that word. I think that makes it seem like, okay, it's just like never going to happen. But just like your skin can change, your energy level can change, your mood can change, your period can change, your digestion can change, your poop can change. Like so can your fertility. So know that it's so possible for you. Um, and I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.